Welcome to the Homemakers Club podcast. The Homemakers Club is a sisterhood of women who value the old-fashioned ways and traditions of making a house a home. As you listen in each week to conversation between myself and a fellow homemaker, it is my hope that you'll feel as though we are old friends and you're stopping by my home for a long-standing weekly tradition of sweet tea and sweet conversation. As good old friends do, we will celebrate the simplicities of ordinary days and come alongside one another to navigate the joys and hardships of homemaking. It is my prayer that when we say our goodbyes at the end of each episode, you leave with a heart that is enriched and filled with provision so that when you tie your apron strings each morning, you are joyfully ready to create a beautiful and fruitful life within your home. Grab a cup of tea and I'll meet you at the kitchen table. Hey everyone, welcome to the Homemakers Club podcast. Today I have my friend, Mary Solace. You know her from our Kinnan home. She has been such a doll to follow for several years. I actually have been following you, Mary, before I even started the Homemakers Club. So I've watched you in your motherhood from the very beginning. And now you're on sweet baby number four. It's just so, so sweet to have you join me today. I love your heart for motherhood and Jesus and the home. And I also love how much you love other women and pour into their hearts. I just adore watching you flourish in your motherhood and homemaking. And so I'm so grateful you're here. I know that our conversation is going to bless so many. So welcome and thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. It is truly such an honor. Before we get started, I always like to ask my friends a little bit about what season they're in within their homemaking journey. And so I'd love for you to maybe give us a little insight as to where you're at right now within your journey. Totally. So currently we are in a very humble little rental house in Midtown Tulsa, Oklahoma. I have four children under seven, and I am homeschooling my oldest. Uh, we are just completing our first like official year of homeschooling. And next year, I will be homeschooling officially my oldest two. I've got an almost seven-year-old, five and a half, almost three, and just about five months old. You know, whenever I go somewhere, I am that mom that everyone always says, wow, you've got your hands full. (laughs) So like, if that's like a picture of what it's like, and our house is, like I said, it's humble. It's fairly tiny, but prior to this house, we were in a 42 foot camper. So even smaller, but prior to that, we were homeowners in Washington state. We owned and renovated our own house in the forest. And prior to that, we were in an army base house, like townhouse, and just tiny little apartments prior to that. So (laughs) it's been quite a journey, not linear whatsoever. But right now, I'm very much in the phase of like peanut butter hands and telling children to wash their hands frequently, wiping up messes. We're learning habit training and entering into the stage of learning chores and 
that's both amazing for me because it's helpful. Like they're actually helpful Mm -hmm. with like folding laundry and emptying the dishwasher. But then I've still got the little nursling and the busy, busy, almost three-year-old. So (laughs) you're in the thick of young motherhood. Yes. Yes. So sweet. Where do you think your heart for the home and motherhood came from? So I think it, I think really it comes down to just desiring what I didn't have. Uh, I love my family so much, my extended family, my siblings, my parents. I love them so much and I miss them like crazy. We are very far away from them, but my mom, so I am the youngest. I am the seventh of a blended family. My parents were married previously. They each had three children. They found each other at church. The Lord brought them together. And then they were older and they had me and I was a huge surprise. So it was like the Brady Bunch and then the yours, mine and ours uh-huh. situation. Sweet. So they each had three and all of their like first three each were fairly close together. And then it's big gap between me and them. And by that point in life, they were kind of just more established and working in their career. Like the rest of my siblings were older in college and truly from a young age. I mean, I would pretend with my stuffed animals, like I grew up in the nineties. So I would walk to and from school, like just different culture than or in right now I would walk to and from school by myself and I would come home and set up my little chalkboard and set up my stuffed animals and like pretend to be a teacher mom like I have these vivid memories of just desiring to be a teacher of young children and playing mommy I was always the baby doll little girl like I always had a baby doll I sewed my own little clothes and my own little like Barbie clothes, my mom did know how to sew. She did know how to bake and she has those skills and she did give me the desire to know those things. Mm -hmm. But I know that in her own life and through many conversations that we've had now, she, with where we lived in California, she had to work. Mm -hmm. Like that was just the reality of life back then. And even just like the support that she was surrounded with. It was just, she had to work. And so she had these giftings for sewing and homemaking and she loved to host, but she couldn't really put her heart into it the way that I know she wanted to. And then yes, I would spend a lot of time with other families where their moms did stay home when they went to school with me. And, and I really enjoyed those times. Like where I'm like, wow, their mom is just like here and their dad, is here too. Like, I don't know. It was just kind of this thing. And I I didn't really think much of it then other than I know that I enjoyed being with those families Uh, and being the youngest of seven with huge gaps. I kind of had like an only child syndrome. Like I, I would beg my parents to like adopt more children so that I could have younger siblings, (laughs) which I mean, that's a lot easier said as a seven-year-old than it's actually to be done. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I kind of carried those desires with me, but as I grew older, I really didn't foster those. I, at least I didn't think so when I was in my late teens and early twenties, 
I actually said, I said, I'm going to travel the world. I'm just going to be a missionary and I'm never going to get pregnant and I'm never going to have babies. And if I do, I'm only going to adopt from other countries. And that is a beautiful thing. That's, I think that that is an awesome aspiration. I don't think that was wrong, but it is really interesting to see how God completely shifted my reality and helped me to desire something completely different than what in my head I thought was the right path for me. But when I look back way, way, way back, I'm like, wait, this was actually in my heart all along. And the Lord had been working in me through my entire life to be where I'm at now. It's pretty crazy, honestly. (laughs) A lot of the homemakers I've had conversations with, they've said similar stories as far as like when they were young, they were naturally the ones that had the baby dolls in tow or they were having tea parties or playing house or have the desire to bake or whatever. It was like we all have these like little sprinklings that we just had this natural interest and desire of things that make a house a home which I think is so beautiful. You and I were having a conversation before we started recording, but we were talking about how our mothers, they implanted so many wonderful things and skills to teach us how to bake or how to sew. I remember my mom teaching me how to sew buttons, like just sweet Mm -hmm. little things that I still use all the time within the making of my home. But they both have this thing within their heart, like I wish I had had what you have today Mm -hmm. and it's so sad to me that they feel that way because I think you and I are similar like we're so grateful for the things that we did have from our mothers even though they were away during the day many hours I'm working outside of the home and I know that my mom she was tired a lot like Mm -hmm. she was mentally drained physically drained and so she did the best she could and and I think that that's wonderful but I think that our society really strongly teaches us that there's things that are of utmost priority and being a mother and a homemaker is the least of what we should be striving for yeah I I really resonate with that and I think that's partly why I kind of lost that notion and that desire to become a mother and like a mother teacher when I was in high school. And then my like young college years, I was in a ministry internship. I did Bible college and then moved on from that and went to school for early childhood education and photography and design and interior design and color theory and all of these things. And then my aspiration changed to become like, well, my identity is I am a photographer. My identity is I am you know, I love interior design and I was a nanny. And so like these became my identity, but like, it was almost like it took me becoming a mom for God to teach me that my identity isn't in any of these titles. It's my identity is simply in like what he places before me to do that with you know, to the best of my ability. And I think when I, even after I became a mom and I decided, you know, I, well, here's what happened. I was a mom. I was very young. Like I was 23, newly 
with a baby in Midtown, Sacramento. So big city, like very artistic. The liberal arts are big. And I just felt like, oh, I want to be a big photographer too. Like I want to be successful in my career with this. And there came a point where I was offered like a dream job where I could be a photographer and event planner for this like big, amazing bakery in Sacramento. And I was searching high and low for a nanny that I could trust for my baby girl. And I was like, it, it was like a week before I was supposed to start. And I was like shaking. I was talking to my husband, like crying, like I can't leave her. I want to be the one home here with her. And how can I, I think it just came to the realization, like, why would I be paying someone to do what I want to do more than I want to do the career aspect of things? And I think at that point, there was just this huge shift, like, I can do both. I can be a photographer. I can be a designer. I can be all these things while just being a mom in my own home and like cultivating a home and like photographing my children, not forgetting those moments that I just love to capture and designing our home to look like something that we enjoy, something that's welcoming and cozy. And I don't have to go out of my home to design spaces, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And just truly embracing that, like, if God gave me these gifts, that is awesome. And I can also use them here. Like it doesn't have to be separate. I don't have to, here's mom in this section over here. And then here's my job and passions and creative abilities over here. Like they can all mesh together and they can all be God's job for me all in one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to break this, what you just set up in a couple things, because I think our stories are so aligned that I'm like, wow, this is actually giving me chills and making me feel really like, wow, I'm not alone in this. So for the longest time, when my two eldest were very young and I was home full time with them and all the women in my life were doing amazing things outside of the home, I was the only one within our entire circle, family and friends that was home full time. So I had all the children at my home because, oh, Ashley's available. We're going to have our children go to her because she's really good at being present and playing with children and having them use their manners and all the things. So I always had extra children. And so I was to that mom. I, at the time, only had the two children, but it looked like I had six children or seven children because I I laughed saying like, oh, I have all my ducklings with me because I just have always had little ducklings wherever I go and they weren't just mine. What happened was very unhealthy during the early years of my motherhood and homemaking journeys. I understood the magnificence of it, but I was obsessed, like obsessed with thinking of what else I should be doing with my life. I knew how important what I was doing was like, it was incredible, like being present with my children and being available for my children and having conversations and teaching them all the things. And I love how you're saying like a mother teacher. I knew that I went to college for early education. I I knew that in my heart, but I was super, super distracted all the time with what business should I be starting using the gifts and skills that I know that the Lord has given me. 
Mm-hmm. Should I go back to college? Should I get go get a job so that way I can financially contribute to our family? Because right now we're in a really financial hardship and would it be better for me to do that? Would that be a better blessing? It was just like this constant cycle of what else should I be doing? But mm-hmm. I too, like you had this moment of like, but wait a minute, do I really, why would I pay someone to raise these sweet children when I go out because I didn't finish college, I would make what back then it was like 12 bucks an hour. I'd make enough to simply pay for childcare for these children and then have someone else raise our children. And I, and I thought, well, what else would I rather be doing actually than being home preparing this beautiful life for them and baking for them and cooking healthy food. And it was just this pivotal moment of like, wait, is there really anything I'd actually rather be doing? Like (laughs) if I were to go get a job, what would I want to do that's more fulfilling than what I'm doing now? It was the most life-giving, freeing moment I have ever experienced. Like it came in an instance. Like it was so crystal clear, like you saying you're crying with your husband, you're a week away from starting this dream job. And God gave you the moment of like, wait, but really, is that really what you want to prioritize right now? Right. What's crazy is like, it didn't just stop there. Mm -hmm. I did have like a continuous, like throughout the years where it was like an ebb and flow of like, I think, especially with social media, Mm -hmm. it's so challenging to remember your boundaries with like, what are your actual goals in life? Because you see all these pretty shiny, amazing opportunities Mm -hmm. in front of you. Like, oh, I can do that. Or, hey, oh, this opportunity is right in front of me. Well, I've got to grasp that. And then it's so easy to like, I mean, for me, I had a really successful business just two years ago. Mm -hmm. And one year ago, we were about to go, we did technically go completely full-time. Like my husband joined on, we were doing our kid and home full-time. And literally like we were working nonstop, like he and I, so we were together. It was awesome. We were all home and we were never with our children. Like we were constantly working on our business, on creating the content, on making the videos and doing all these things that ultimately we never even ended up launching. So (laughs) pretty crazy. It was another moment where I was like crying. So I was like, babe, like, I feel like we haven't even seen our children all week. And like, they're here in the house. And you're here. We're both here. And we're both just flogged down with all these tasks to do. And it's not like we're just cleaning our home and inviting the children. It's like we're creating videos. We're responding to emails. We're signing contracts. We're doing all these things. And then missing the whole point of why we're home together in the first place. And so literally... Like, so it was like this huge deal. We're like, we're shutting down really though. We had a conversation also where he was like, where do you feel like you have to make money? Like he asked me like, why, why do you feel that you have to bring an income? And I said, well, don't I like, we need money. And I have this opportunity. uh, I have this opportunity. I have this platform. Like, shouldn't we monetize it? Like, shouldn't, isn't that what we should be doing? And he said, what do you want to be doing? And then I just, again, was crying. I was also freshly pregnant with Dahlia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was extra hormonal, but 
I, I was like, I just want to be with the kids. Like I want to make our home a home and I want it to be a place that's welcoming and loving and patient. And we are anything but that right now because our eyes are so laser focused or it would be like me with the children and he doing the work, which I mean, that's not even an issue, but it, it become an, it became an all encompassing thing. It was like taking over our life, Mm -hmm. doing the exact opposite of our goal with our kin and home. Right. (laughs) So we were like, okay, wait a second, pause. And he's like, no, I'm going to get a different job and you're going to focus on our family because that's what you want to do. And I was like, wait, so like, I literally just like, don't do anything, but (laughs) be with the kids and like, take care of our home. (laughs) I was like, and you're okay with that? He's like, I have never once pressured you to bring an income. And I was like, I don't understand like boss, babe, like you're supposed to, I'm supposed to be working it. I'm supposed to be, you know, hustling and doing what I can. And he's like, no, you're not. It was just like this huge back and forth thing, but it was so big one for our marriage, because apparently I was building this like scheme up in my head that was not even there thinking like I had to also provide for our family. And that wasn't the reality we simply had to sacrifice things. We are a one vehicle family with no car payment. We used to, when I made a lot of money, we had two nice luxury cars, but we had car payments, you know? So we just cut back. We don't have streaming services. Like we don't do a lot of things. We don't eat out. And it's, and I don't feel like it's even a sacrifice Mm -hmm. because I get to just be with my children day in and day out and take care of our home and steward it well. And so it was a huge mindset shift. And like, I had to break down some serious mental paradigms and completely change the way that I viewed my role in our family. But it's been so good and so healthy and so freeing that I want to shout it from the rooftops. Like, mama, you can do it. And like, it is so rich and fulfilling. And it is not at all what I like thought my life would look like, but I can see clearly it is what was always intended for me. Mm-hmm. And I do, I get to make our home beautiful. I get to use my color theory and design school. I also never graduated college by the way, <laughs> but I get to use like those and my photography within our home. And it's still so life-giving and I still feel like a fully creative person. Like, I don't feel like I'm not using the talents and skills that God has gifted me. I feel like I'm still using them every single day. And yesterday, I mean, we did a nature study and I was teaching my children how to watercolor in their nature journal. Like, how cool is that? (laughs) Like so full circle and you get to bless their lives with the things that you've learned and the skills that you've acquired through your life and you get to pour them into your children and that's such a beautiful ministry and it's so countercultural to what we're still being told so bless our mother's hearts they were told this decades ago here we are we're still in that same cycle but I think so many mamas are starting to say well wait a minute here and I, I mean just within the homemakers club within three years it seemed like it was such a small niche 
to find women and friends on Instagram that believed in the same things. And now it's, it's grown substantially, not just the homemakers club, but just people that are sharing home, sharing moments with their children, motherhood, women pouring into each other, sharing tips and tricks. Like it's, I've seen this whole shift in the heart of women that is so beautiful. And so not only are you able to pour into the ministry of your home, I get to watch you and so many other women are watching you do that by sharing your heart on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So you're influencing, I mean, I've seen these wonderful posts. I'm sure you've seen it. Like I sure I'm an influencer of my son and my daughter and and then mm-hmm. that is just the sweetest thing but here you are you're able to use and you're so gifted at it your design and and your logo work and everything you do you're blessing women and inviting them into this whole beautiful ministry that you're doing and also sharing it on Instagram so it, it's funny how God works mm-hmm. and I love how you're talking about how you felt so almost like counterproductive with our kin and home because Mm -hmm. that's how I feel and have felt over the last three years with the homemakers club where here I am sharing and encouraging and loving women into their homes because it's so incredibly important and impactful but yet I actually kind of battled with God for a little while about why he would call me into this role as the den mom of the homemakers club. And I know mm-hmm. like all the things I want to do and the big things that are coming within it, but I'm like, how do I work and also do what I'm saying is so wildly important, yeah. like keeping yeah. home and being present and managing my time when before I didn't have to, because I was fully present and able to do all the cooking and the cleaning and the, the teaching and all of that. And so it's, I think there's so many women that are probably trying to figure out that balance or where to prioritize, you know, those gifts. And we want to share them with the world. We want to share them within our home. And like, how do we, how do we manage that? Right. We have to have just like strong boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like I actually just shared a post on this, like, how to be more present in motherhood. I'm going to do a series on it. I saw that. I actually wrote that down to ask you about the presence in motherhood and home. Yeah. So over the last year, I mean, I had a different Instagram account that had Mm -hmm. been like over a hundred and something thousand followers. And I was just like, I'm done with this. Like, I'm not a celebrity. I'm just a normal mom. And so I'm like, I'm starting over. I'm just starting a new account. I, I don't want to be viewed as like something like some, like, I'm not a Google. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not Instagram famous. I'm just a mom who wants to share the truth and the goodness and the beauty in normal everyday life as a mother, but it's like grown. And so I'm like, Lord, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, mm-hmm. I know you so- left it behind thinking it would be <laughs> small, but here you are at 30,000. So <laughs> It's crazy. I just have to be like, okay, Lord, help me steward it well. Mm -hmm. Like, because I don't want to be a hypocrite and like, you know, share about these things that you have impressed on my heart. And then like, I'm spending time responding to DMs or getting links for people 
and thus taking away from me getting dinner on the table at a proper time. You know, like it just doing the things that you say are so important, like a do as I say, not as I do situation. Yeah. So it's like, I really, I often will just like hop off of Instagram for weeks at a time because I'm like, I have been spending so much time responding to comments or like writing out this caption that I truly feel the Lord has impressed upon my heart to share. And then like responding to these awesome, amazing mothers and women who are eager to learn and eager to like change their life. And it is so beautiful and an honor. This aspect where I am still a human and I have to humanize this app for myself too and for others to know like I am not a robot. I can't respond to everything. I cannot cater to everyone because of exactly what I'm sharing. I have to be present in my own home. And so I really have to personally just like let go of the expectations that others may even have on me just because of, well, I have to do what I'm, what I'm sharing about. Like I, I have to be putting my family number one, putting my phone in a drawer and ignoring it. And I'm a people pleaser. So it's really hard for me to know that there are messages in my inbox that I may very well never get to because I just, I'm not a robot, you know, like I am a mother. And though I am so thankful for this ministry on Instagram, there's also just the reality that, I mean, it's, it's not a business. Like I'm a mother and that will always in this, I mean, I will always be a mother And in this season of life, when I've got these small children and a home to care for, this is my priority and it will always come first. Mm -hmm. And I think that that gives so many women permission to do things differently, what the norm is and fight for our, our positions within our homes. And you were talking about sacrifice and like, there's a lot of sacrifices that come with choosing to prioritize home. And so it it can go both ways in the sense, like here we are, we want to do these wonderful things. And we feel like the Lord has called us to do ministry through Mm -hmm. your Instagram platform and your blog, which is beautiful me with the homemakers club we know that god and i've tried to get out of it like i took a sabbatical (laughs) through the fall and winter like i have tried so hard to convince the lord that maybe he picked the wrong girl because me too (laughs) i've totally been there i'm like why would you choose me like but he won't let he won't let go and so i i've known all along like okay the lord called me for a reason to do what i'm doing how do I steward my time well? How can I run a ministry within my home and pour into my neighbors who are actually next door or our friends in a local level and, and love on their families and their children, but then also do that on our platform as well and in the podcast. And so it's it's an interesting thing when we want to prioritize our home life first But Mm -hmm. I also think that it's interesting that we're also being called to maybe show women that you can do both. Mm -hmm. You can, if you, if you hold your home and your time of utmost, utmost priority, where you can, you can do both. The Proverbs 31 woman was not solely a homemaker. 
She was not idle. Her hands were busy. She was a busy lady and she was making investments and she was out and about in town and she was blessing other people. She was upholding her husband. Like there were so many beautiful things. And I think a lot of people think like, well, to be the Proverbs 31 woman, I have to be home full time. Well, that's not what it says biblically at all. And so I think it's interesting that you and I both and so many other women within the Homemakers Club and the homemaking community are being called to do these big, impactful ministries. But how do we prioritize our time within our homes mm-hmm. first? Be, like, is ultimately, time management. I don't know. How do yeah. you do it? Because you are still, so you may not be running the business side right now, but you are still contributing to your ministry with on Instagram how do you prioritize your home first I know you were saying you'll take little stretches of breaks but you create beautiful content so I know there's intention and time behind that as well in prayer how do you manage that time I'm assuming and I know probably for a fact that the women that listen to this podcast are also similarly trying to elevate home and homemaking on Instagram. So I know that, or even they're just scrolling Instagram and it's, it's a time set. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's definitely a perspective shift that I had to make. Uh, Like my right now, my current life doesn't need to and shouldn't look the way that it did pre motherhood and pre homeschooling, like I don't have, I still have the same 24 hours in a day. So I have to allow for human interaction, like real people connection, eye contact, not even just with my children and my, you know, my family, my husband and our home, taking care of our home, making sure that my home tasks are taken care of, but even like my church community, our homeschool co-op mom friends, you know, like prioritizing that human connection first. Mm-hmm. And like, honestly, usually I'm, I'm like the last person to have my phone out. Usually my friends are the ones taking pictures and like doing an Instagram story, like when we're all together, because I do set aside time to dedicate to my Instagram. And so because of that, like, I just want, I like crave to just be screen free. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just been this mindset shift of like, when my phone is out, I am utilizing it for a purpose. I really had to, I am continuously working hard to just set habits of like no scrolling, no mindlessly like online shopping or getting sidetracked, you know, like, oh, I'll just look at this real quick. And then you, I swear our phones, they just like know how to suck us in and get us distracted from our goal. Like, Oh, I wanted to go check the weather, but somehow I spent an hour scrolling about, oh, and then I got down this rabbit hole of this and that. And it's like, wait, how did this happen? I didn't even look at the weather. (laughs) (laughs) And so, because I know that I'm like squirrely like that, and that can happen so easy. I, for me, I have to just like set aside the time. And typically I, I just delete the Instagram app from my phone all the time. Like it, I just delete it gone. And then I will create the content, not on Instagram. Like I have my images, I have, I write out the caption or the stories or whatever it is like in my notes app first. And then later I'll just like copy and paste it. And usually I don't want my kids to like see me 
on my phone. And especially if it's a reel, because reels take so long that I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I don't want them to just see me sitting here on my phone because last year they got in the habit of seeing me and DJ on our phones and would say, Oh, mommy and daddy are working. And then I would just be like, Oh my gosh, I'm not even working. Like I'm scrolling on Instagram right now. Like how embarrassing, Mm -hmm. honestly, like it really helped me put things into place. Like if they think that if I'm on my phone, I'm working, then I better be working or I better be able to say like, Oh, I'm talking to auntie Mandy or, you know, something like that like actually communicating with the person, like humanizing like this phone, because it's such a time sucker Mm -hmm. that if you don't set really strong boundaries, at least for me, if I do not set super strong boundaries, it's going to take up far too much time of my day. And it's really like the opposite of what we're trying to do within our homes. Exactly. So that's something when I took my sabbatical through, it was supposed to just be like, between Thanksgiving and Christmas and I just kept getting longer and longer because I was enjoying my time not being on my phone I don't want my children to think that this is normal like here we are the homemakers club thing is a sisterhood of women who value the old-fashioned ways and traditions of making a house a home Mm -hmm. I believe that and I believe that a large majority of the women that are in this believe in those things hard work values meals around the table there's all these things yeah I'm filling so much of my time or I was filling so much of my time on my phone so what am I actually instilling in my children like or what priority are they learning like oh it's normal to be on my phone all day or half the day or far too much than I would ever want them to think is healthy I'm quick to be like no tech for you but yet I'm working Right. on my phone and that is not that doesn't set well with my soul no, me at either. all so when I came back from my sabbatical I had to be real with myself and say listen I don't want to go there again I don't mm-hmm. want it was not healthy it drove me into needing a sabbatical I was spiritually drained physically so sick emotionally drained and it, it was so beautiful it's such a beautiful blessing to be doing all of these things, but I just didn't manage my time well. And so how can I do that better moving forward? It is wildly fascinating to me how much you can accomplish within one hour of your time not on your phone. That yeah. just this morning I laid in bed because I didn't set my, I don't set my alarm on Saturdays and Sundays and I just relax. And the first thing I do is do my Bible study. I don't touch my phone. I've gotten a really good habit of doing that like, get up, brush my teeth, do my Bible study, pour my coffee, and just don't touch my phone until I've given my first moments to myself and to the Lord. Mm -hmm. But I sat on my phone for an hour this morning after I did that. I'm like, how is it already nine o'clock? I've been on my phone for an hour, but during the week, my house was cleaned. I baked cookies a couple different times. We had dinner with friends a couple different times. Like that's the life I want to live. Mm-hmm replacing that scroll time with actually doing things I enjoy doing exactly I have read like almost 30 books this year wow I used to never read never at all like I did not read a book ever and oh it's been well since I was nauseous so it's been over a year that I started replacing my phone with a book Mm -hmm. and just choosing like 
I am going to read instead of mindlessly scrolling or online shopping because I'm not even in an online shopping season of life. Like I, I literally can't. Like we are right. a one income. You just family. load your cart and never purchase. Right. Me too. Yes. <laughs> and so it's like I can't. Why am I wasting my time? And it's and then it's oh my goodness. The kids verse this week too is the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So I'm like, <laughs> nice like reminder. so why am I wanting these things? I, it's because I'm seeing them on Instagram and it's like this un, unfulfilled desire. But in reality, if I just replace my time that's on my phone with a good book, like a novel, a classic, I just got a book written by Plato. Like, have I ever read, have I ever read Plato in my life? No. And so I'm like, I'm reading C.S. Lewis. I'm reading all these authors that I just felt were so like above my head. Like I'm not a college graduate. I can't read these. But then I just opened them and I'm like, wait, this is a fantastic story. Like, (laughs) well, I have been missing out on this amazing literature because I've been wasting away hours and hours and hours of my life for years, scrolling, comparing my home with others, comparing our income with others, comparing my furniture, comparing like my, you know, you know, when you're on Instagram and you're like, how do they have time to do all of these things? And the reality is, and I know that people think the same about me because I get those messages and I get those comments. And the reality is we have to set boundaries and we only see small snippets of things on social media. I know for me, like whenever I post a story on Instagram, like it's usually like I just record it on my phone and then put my phone in my back pocket and then post it like several hours later, sometimes even the next day, sometimes a week later. And it is mind blowing how much richer life is when I just like let go of you live your life. Yeah. And just embrace what is literally right in front of us. Like our home isn't just a humble little rental. It is our home. It is where we live. It is where we invite friends over to sit around the table with us. It is where we invite friends and my children play little house on the prairie in our front yard with, you know, like (laughs) it is humble, but it's also a place of like actual humanizing connection where we get to embrace real people without comparison No one is judging the fact that we have a one bathroom and it might not be spotless because I've got six people going in and out of there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. And it's not always Instagram worthy, but our life isn't meant to be Instagram worthy all the time because we are not living for Instagram. We are living for God. We are loving our people. We are creating our houses to be welcoming, inviting homes where we live in them. We read books together. We tell stories. We sit around the table and eat our meals together. And that is what it's about. It is. And claiming our identity. I know that that's something that you mentioned in the beginning of our conversation. And perfect kind of closing to wrap this up is that you're claiming your home with using your time wisely. You're creating Mm -hmm. moments of teaching your children by not only what you instill in them, but what they're watching their mommy do. And and I think that that is something that we all have to come to a place within our hearts where, like, 
where is my identity and what do I want to be known for? Jennifer Pepito and I had conversation a couple different times about what legacy do we want to leave behind? And Mm -hmm. I think that if I could encourage any women to think about what legacy do they want to leave behind? What do they want their identity to be? And once you develop that sense of knowing of who you are and who you want to be, then you can start making the steps and taking the steps forward to live that rich life that you were just talking about. And mm-hmm. I can guarantee you a lot of it is not on your phone and it's not holding on to what you were in maidenhood like you had mentioned but how mm-hmm. can I use these beautiful things from my past to create that legacy I mean you're a lot of women are here for a reason they want to learn they want to join hands with us they want mm-hmm. to claim their homes and I think the first step is really reflecting on well what who do I want to be for right. my family yeah. do you have any encouragement before we wrap this up for like for any women listening as far as claiming their identity and using those gifts. Absolutely. There's so much freedom of letting go of preconceived notions of status of income of pre mother life, like who you were before you became a mother is who you were before you became a mother and it can stay there and it's okay. And you don't have to compare your role after you have your children in your life with that person because motherhood does change you. And it's supposed to like God designed that for a reason. We walk through this like veil and then we become a mother and I think it's it's really good to just say like, you know what, that season of life was so intentional to equip me for where I'm at now. And I get to use the lessons that the Lord and the gifts and the passions that the Lord put on my heart pre-motherhood in homemaking, in motherhood, whatever that looks like. Obviously, every mom, every woman, every even non-mom homemakers who are in this season, like embrace it for what it is like be fully present don't even compare yourself with other homemaker instagram accounts because they are meant to be a springboard they are not meant to be a mirror and that's really important like you can be inspired by things that you see but you don't have to replicate it you just need to literally walk fully and confidently in the role that God has you individually, because no one else is called to be your husband's wife or your children's mother. Like God made you that person and only you can do that role. And I think that is just, once you embrace that and you walk confidently in that without comparison, without getting stuck and being idle on your phone or on social media, then there's so much freedom in that mm-hmm. and God will move and you will feel that richness and fullness in your identity in Christ by walking the path that he has for you. Mm-hmm. And forever is composed of nows. And so it's that ongoing decision to keep doing those things every day saying, I'm going to devote this day to 
my home and how can I do that? And yesterday may have been a flop, but how can I move forward today? Because like we said, at one point, you're going to look back in the rearview mirror and think like I did what was completely countercultural. I committed Mm -hmm. my entire life to these people that were entrusted in my care. And I think at the end of life, we're going to say I was a faithful steward and I did a job well done the best I can and hopefully leave a legacy behind that last generations where we're giving permission to our children and their children and their friends and all of these people that come into our homes to prioritize home that has been forgotten, I think, in society. Well, Mary, I am so grateful that you joined me and that we were able to do this. And thank you so much for your time today. I think our conversation will bless so many women. Me too. The babies are home. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Perfect timing. You want to say hi? Welcome home. Hi. How are you? Good. This is my friend Ashley. Hi. Did you have fun with dad? Hi. Okay, Mabel wants to say hi to whole family. Hi, Nora. Hi, girls. Mom and I were just talking. Is she sleeping? She's in the kitchen. She's in the, oh, oh, she's right there. Okay. Okay, girls. Well, I hope you have a good rest of your day. We got it just in the nick of time. This is motherhood. This is the best. So good chatting with you. This is my friend, Ashley. Thank y'all for being here and for the work you are doing within your homes and sharing home with the world. I believe with my whole heart that every day, the more we share home and the art of homemaking, we are upholding the way in which home was intended to be productive, fruitful, and beautiful. Though your days may seem ordinary, little by little, you are building something quite extraordinary. Keep up the good work, my friends. If you haven't already, I encourage you to join our sisterhood on Instagram at We Are The Homemakers for daily encouragement and fellowship. And of course, subscribe here as well. We are the homemakers gathered for good. See y'all next week.